Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And today we are beginning the book of Exodus by studying Moses. And I think that this is one, again, along with Joseph, Moses is just one of my favorite people to study. And uh, yeah, we find ourselves in Egypt and Moses comes along. And I just think we have one of the most amazing stories yeah. uh, in the Bible. And this isn't the first time that we actually hear of Moses because he wrote Genesis. He wrote Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. He's a fascinating person in, in, in scripture and the way that God uses him in and through. I mean, like Chris said, he wrote Genesis. He wrote the first five books of the Old Testament. So even when we don't see his actual name, we can feel his imprint a little bit on scripture and on the way um, that God is working, working the story. Um, and he is, he is one of the most important people in scripture Absolutely, um, outside of by far the most important person, um, it, being God, God being the main, the main person in all of scripture. Moses is like tier two, tier three of, of people that are influencing and, and being a, an impact on what is happening. And it is, his story is so vast and we only have one Sunday here at Crossway to cover him. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy because you could literally spend. Oh, we could do a whole sermon series. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. there was one, there was, there was one church I know of that did an entire, uh, an entire year on just the book of Exodus. Okay, the book of Exodus, not just not just Moses, not just Moses, but, but still, but book, yes. and Moses' story continues right. on into Numbers, right. Deuteronomy, yeah. and, and, and yeah. Leviticus, and things like that. Like it's so vast that you yeah. you could just study him for. Forever. And there's great. I mean, even Hollywood have got hold of Moses, and mm-hmm. you know, we referenced it earlier. But Prince of Egypt is a Man, great one. A I think it's movie. one of my favorites. I remember going to see that in theaters when it came out. Um, Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston. Yeah, right. I mean, that's one of the. Isn't that like three, four hours long? Uh, something like that. There's some movie but like that, it, yeah. It's, yeah, impressive. I mean, that came out in the 50s. Yeah. So, yeah, we just have uh, an incredible person to study, and I'm really excited to learn more about him today, and hopefully we can just uh, get a little more kind of background information before yeah. we go into Sunday's message. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and this morning we sort of want to give a little bit of just background on on who Moses is, but also his crazy story. Um, I mean, his, his story starts so powerfully in the fact that Pharaoh, Egypt's king, like Pharaoh, um, Egypt's leader is like, hey, these Hebrews, these slaves of ours are getting too big. So so we're going to kill all of the baby boys, mm-hmm. like every single baby boy. And Moses's mom is like, hey, I'm going to save my child. We're going to put him in a basket in the Nile River and how this is going to save him. And I l- always remember the Prince of Egypt when the basket, it like has the waves going crazy. And doesn't it have like hippos jumping out trying to like grab the yeah. basket, but the basket evades right, them. Right. That's like the creative license they took with yeah. it. Um, but it's this fascinating story where he puts, uh, Moses's mom puts puts the basket in with Moses in it. It, it, it like washes up where Pharaoh's daughter is the one that brings Moses out. And then what is so, so fascinating is that Pharaoh's daughter is like, I'm not, I can't, 
I can't raise this child because he's a baby. So gives it back to the Moses's mom to raise him to then bring him back to Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. Like, it's like almost like God's like, yeah, you're going to give your son, you're going to have him back before you give him back. Like it was, it's wild how God works right. um, in, in these stories. But so Moses, he grew up um, in Egypt. Um, and what, it, what we find in acts actually is, is where we see that he actually was trained in the ways of, of like Egyptians. So he had, he had skills, he had military skills. He was, um, he was wise. He had uh, technological skills at mm-hmm. that time. Like he, he had it all. Um, and he was raised in a way so different than the Hebrews. Hebrews were raised to be slaves. They were slaves. Right. Um, and, and everything like that. And Moses is like off living in, in Pharaoh's palace, um, and, and things like that. So, what we find is he goes, um, and after 40 years of growing up and being in Pharaoh's palace and being in, um, taught in the ways of, of that, it, it says that it was put on his heart to go see his people. Mm-hmm. So somehow he knew he was a Hebrew. And I wonder always if that was like Moses's mom, as she was like, he was real little and she was raising him. Um, he, she was like putting in his ear, like, you're not actually a, an Egyptian. Like you right. are part of the Hebrew people. Um, so it's put in his heart to go visit these people and be like, Hey, go see how they're doing. And what he sees is he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew mm-hmm. and he's like, no, you can't do this, whatever. Um, so he ends up killing the Egyptian and then hiding the Egyptian in the sand. So somehow over the next day or so, it was found out that Moses had killed the Egyptian. Somehow yeah. word had got out because the next day he goes and he finds two Hebrews who are like, Hey, who are fighting and and quarreling and things like that. And Moses is like, yo, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you doing this? And then they sort of turn on him. And I, I somewhat feel them on that because I'm like, from their perspective, they've been working. They've been slaves, like having no control over their own lives. They've been working hard. They've been challenged their entire life. And then you have Moses here who grew up like lavishly where he should have been right with them. Or actually, if you're going by Pharaoh's decree, he should have been dead. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I like somewhat understand their response, but Moses is in this space. It's like, I'm, I'm help. Why don't you know that I'm helping you? Yeah. Um, and they're like, because <laughs> like yeah. you, you grew up in this way. It's not your time. And it's almost, it's this fascinating thing where if you study the story arc of Moses a lot, you can see how God, God was like, no, this isn't your time, Moses. Yeah. And you see him taking like almost 40 years in order for him to be humbled and, and things like that. But Moses immediately right after that, he's like, these people know that I killed someone. Pharaoh knows Pharaoh's coming after me. So he flees to Midian, which is in this desert. Um, and, and honestly, like we could go so deep into this. Like he, he rescues some, some woman at a well, um, who he then marries one of them Mm -hmm. and then works for her, her, um, her father. So his father-in-law now. Um, his wife's name is Zipporah. Um, they have a couple of kids. Um, but the most impactful parts of the story are, are where we find Moses going back to Egypt. Yeah. And this is, we see in, in the bur- story of the burning bush, which is, um, this super fascinating story where, where God speaks to Moses, like, go back to my people. Like I will work through you. And the fascinating thing that you see is you see this contrast where you see Moses going to the Hebrews being like, why won't you believe me that I'm here for you? you actually see Moses here saying, who am I that you would send me? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this drastic change of him going like, like I am, I'm broken. I'm like, I, I don't deserve. Right. Um, you almost see that the 40 years. So Moses spent 40 years in the desert. You almost see that these 40 years um, were spent to mold and shape and, and invite him into, Hey, 
I'm not the savior here. I am not this. I need to rely, trust in God um, and give, give him everything. So God uses this to refine him, this time to refine him, to humble him so that God can use him. Right. So Moses asked God to send someone else like, I don't want to do this. And then God almost like, almost like compromises a little bit. He's like, here, I'll send your brother with you yeah. to speak for you. Like, stop being a coward, go. Right. Um, but what you do see is that God divinely wanted to use Moses. Like, even though Moses didn't want to at this time because he didn't feel worthy, it wasn't about his worthiness. It was about God's worthiness through him yeah. that was going to bring about um, the change. So then you see, I mean, if you follow this arc, you see him go to go to Egypt. He asks Pharaoh. He asks Pharaoh. He asks Pharaoh. Pharaoh deni- denies, declines, declines, declines. Um, God sends 10 plagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, like, rather disgusting yeah it's in, it's intense it's up there with the flood i think with yeah. kind of um you know god's wrath level yeah it's like insects mm-hmm. like so many insects and we complain about the ones here in new hampshire seriously if you imagine the ones there and locust right i believe like oh my gosh big ones <laughs> yep i don't like it. i mean i don't like insects here but like they were the most uncomfortable but yet for pharaoh would not would not budge like would not give in but then you see god almost do what um like what what pharaoh had done to the hebrews years 40 something years before yeah he's like i'm gonna kill the firstborn Mm -hmm. Um, and this is where we see the implementation of passover this huge jewish holiday that israel practices for for so long and it's this idea that they killed a lamb and, re- and and ran the blood across the top of the house so that um, their firstborn child would not win- would not be killed in the, in the night um, because that's the plague that God sends. Right. Um, so it passes over those, but then it kills Pharaoh's firstborn. So Pharaoh at this point is like, just go, like get, get out. out of here. Yep. This is this is horrible. I'm devastated. Um, just go. But then we see this quick switch in 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 his mind as, as Moses is leading the people out of Egypt, Pharaoh's like comes chasing after him because he's enraged mm-hmm. at what just happened. And this is where we see the parting of the red sea where, where God parts the red sea for them to cross. And then it collapses in on the Egyptians as they're, as they're coming. Um, it's this powerful story of God's God working in and through Moses, God working to save the Israelites and, yep. and the Hebrews. Um, because you see hey this is like there were miracles like honestly the plagues were somewhat miracles quote unquote because right. like you wouldn't have that many insects frogs like the 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 blood. river turned yeah. to blood like yep. you wouldn't have all those things without god working um, but this is like a miracle that's like hey god god is for us like god is behind us he yeah. wants us to to get across he wants us to be freed because you see when moses initially goes pharaoh actually ups the ante and is like i'm gonna make you guys work so much harder right. so you see like they're like what the heck dude why god why did you send this man um but then you see his his provision here mm-hmm. so then moses takes them to mount sinai where, where God gives them the law and makes a covenant with them, renews the covenant that Abraham had given, gives the Ten Commandments that we know. Uh, one unique fact about the Ten Commandments that I always thought was super unique is like the first four or five. It might be the fi- fifth, but I absolutely the first four are all about God. God and focused. The last, and the last five, five yep. or six are all about um, all about us serving God. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's just fascinating the yep. way that God did that, and it 
comes down to the like big law that God, God gave is love God and love people or yes. Jesus gave, I should say. Yes. Um, and this fascinating thing, Moses then spends the rest of his life at Mount Sinai and then wandering the desert. Um, and it's this fascinating thing, this like connection that, that Moses was in Egypt, then went to the desert, then went back to Egypt, then went back to Mount Sinai, but then went to the desert again Yeah, because, because he did not obey God. Mm-hmm. Like God was going to provide water. God was going to provide food while they're wandering. And then Moses tries to take it into his own hands. So then God's like, you are not going to enter the promised land, right. That's land that promise. So they wander for f- 40 years. And you see Moses's life being split into 40 year parts. First Mm -hmm. 40 years in Egypt, second 40 years in Midian and last 40 years leading the Hebrews as, as they go. Um, and, and he's just such a fascinating person, but I think one of the most impactful things, especially for us as new Testament believers. And what I mean by that is people who we live post Jesus. Like Jesus has come, Jesus has died, Jesus has resurrected, Jesus still lives, yet we live after he had come and died mm-hmm. um, and, and resurrected. So um, that's what I mean by like New Testament Christians is that we're able to look back at Moses' story and see, hey, how does he relate to to Jesus? How does he relate so to what we live There's a lot now? of parallels in their lives, right, between yeah. Moses and Jesus. Yeah. And uh because we do read the New Testament, we're able to pull these mm. things out and be like, oh, shoot, like these are some of the things that they have in common. Yeah. So, yeah, what are some of the things that you've kind of pulled that uh, they do have in common? Yeah, and it's and it's fascinating. And there's this, there's this like word that like Moses is a type of Jesus and, and that's like a, a theological word. Yes. Um, and but it's like this this thing is like achieved by looking backwards like you're interpreting current history by looking backwards you're able to see and like and and they are fascinating similar like both moses and jesus were prophets both moses and jesus gave laws moses mediated the old covenant jesus mediated the new covenant um they both were born during challenging times like both had to escape decrees that they were supposed to die yep um they uh so they both escaped a king murdering babies they had a connection to egypt um both of them jesus fled to egypt with his parents he did he fled to egypt with his parents moses obviously grew up in Mm -hmm. egypt and and helped the hebrews um save there Uh, like moses adopted son of a king um jesus is the son of the king um uh, Moses spent 40 years as a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Moses led Israel out of physical bondage. Jesus led people out of spiritual bondage and slavery to sin. Uh, Moses had intimate conversations with God. God. Jesus knew the father better than anybody. Right. Had intimate conversations right. with him. Ever read John 17? Talk about an intimate conversation with God. Um, Moses interceded for Israel. Jesus intercedes for us eternally. Moses offers his life for Israelites. In Exodus 22, he actually is like, Jesus, take, take, take your God, take me. Right. And then we see obviously most impactfully God offered Jesus offered his life on the cross for everybody. What we're saying here also is Moses is not Jesus. We're Mm -hmm. not saying, no, absolutely not. um, There's a a clear difference between the two, but what is really awesome Mm. is looking at the parallels between the two. So we can, uh, yeah, kind of just get a better understanding of mm. the Bible and it's a little kind of foreshadowing yeah. and you just pick up on these patterns throughout all of scripture. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's fascinating because no character is like Jesus mm-hmm. in, in a sense. Like Jesus is perfect; he is God. But what we do see is how how like little characteristics of of Jesus, or even little life things that happened for people, were were foreshadows of of Jesus and who he was was to come. And right. Moses is this person that is so impactful um, and powerful within Scripture um, that that it's almost hard to look back and not see how he he looks to Jesus and, and you can see Jesus in yeah. through him. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my uh, favorite things maybe about Moses in kind of hearing you talk is he, he reminds me of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, <laughs> you know, where uh, he goes, he gets pulled from one area and yeah. gets put into another and a nicer area, right? And is grown up there um, kind of without his real parents and things like that. And uh, yeah, just hearing you talk, I'm like, oh man, this is like Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, <laughs> you know? Uh, but then as he grew up in Egypt, Moses had to have known that he didn't belong because yeah. the hebrews are going to look one way yeah the egyptians are going to look For another sure. and i'm sure that you know pretty early on he was like hey hold on a second yeah. you know like yeah. and people probably didn't travel super super far at that point in time so you know i think everyone probably looked very similar within yeah. their people group and yeah i bet early on he distinguished i do not belong yeah and i wonder too like I wonder if they sort of kept him from the Hebrew people because you see oh, yeah. like after he, when he's like 40 years old, it says right. that God put it in his heart to go visit his people. Yeah. So like, I, I do wonder if they're like, if what you're saying is like, Hey, I, he probably didn't look like the Egyptians. Right. Um, if they were like, yeah, we're going to keep him away from seeing, seeing the Hebrew people because obviously they're not treating the Hebrew people well. Yeah. Like they were, they were enslaving them. They were beating them. I mean, right. the very reason that Moses ends up murdering an Egyptian is because he was beating a Hebrew. Yeah. Um, so it, it is super fascinating because he wouldn't have been the same. I also wonder as well if the execution of all the boys was successful, if he would have been the only male, Hebrew male of that age. Yeah. You know, so I don't know how long this whole thing went yeah, on for, right? True. So, you know, let's say it's, this thing went on for five years. He would have been the only person in that, age mm. range for you know two yeah. and a half years if he was born in the middle you know so i think uh he must have had a very lonely mm. existence for a decent amount of yeah. time and oh, i wonder sure. if that escaped to the desert mm. and kind of finding a, a wife and working for uh, her father probably was very welcoming and comforting mm. and he probably just was like i'm leaving everything yeah and like i've started a new life i feel really good and I can just kind of forget the people. And and then yeah. when God, I can understand why he did not want to go back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Like, it was, it was brutal there. And he did. He, like, had a family. He was, yes. he was working. It was different for sure. Yeah. And I'm, a sure, I'm sure it brought it upon its own hardships. And, and, like, God was forming him in that time. But, like, yeah, going back to, like, going back to Pharaoh, who he literally fleed to escape from. Right. To be like, yo, can you let all of your slaves go? All of yeah. these people that provide free labor for you, can you let them go? Like, that's not something like he's probably like, I'm going to go and ask that and die. Yeah. Like, he, I killed someone and, yeah. and whatever. Like, I, I deserve that punishment. So it is it is fascinating to see, um, like, you can empathize with, with Moses here and be like, yo, I understand why you wouldn't want to go back. I understand because 
honestly, like you have family, you're working, like you're, you're just chilling. And then yeah. God's like, nah, I'm going to use you. Right. Like, right. You're, you're going to be a part of my story. Here. Yeah. And he went, which was mm-hmm. in- incredible. Absolutely. So. God, God equipped him. God brought, gave, gave him the power, gave him the staff, the magical yeah. staff, not actually a magical staff, but it was right. pretty cool. Right. So, um, so real quick, as we wrap up here, just give us some quick bullet points to kind of wrap up. Maybe what would he have on his Facebook? Yeah, for sure. I mean, his Facebook page, if he really wanted to like light it up like he could have a lot on there but like quickly born to hebrew parents he married zipporah um had two children gershom and eliezer um he one of the unique stories i don't actually know if this should be on his facebook but he escaped death because of zipporah's quick circumcision of gershom like moses hadn't circumcised his kid and uh he was about to die so zipporah was like Real quick, let's yeah, do this. That would be a really awkward like status to put so on your Facebook. Yeah, you, you know? yeah, you see your friend post that. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, oh, interesting. What's All right. going on here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like we said, authored the first five books, lived to be 120. Um, and he honest, like, actually is a one of, if not the most import, important prophet in, in Judaism, um, yeah. which is fascinating just because you see what God used him in. Right. Um, and like Jesus was, was a Jew. So like Moses would have been really important for, for, um, for Jesus and, yep. and things like that. Like it was, he, he is a massive person in the history of, of, of Christianity, um, as well as, uh, uh, in Judaism, um, which shows, I think a lot about who he is. Yeah, absolutely. So we have gone all the way through Genesis we end up with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We go from Jacob into Egypt, Egypt um, all the way to Moses. And then now Moses is leading the Jewish people, the Hebrews, out of Egypt and into what should be the promised land. They hang around there for 40 years. A little bit too long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going to find ourselves with uh, the next person next week. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Anson, for this. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you, man. You are preaching on Sunday, so good luck. Thanks, man. Good luck trying to shove 40 <laughs> chapters or so. Man, it was brutal when I got that. It was yeah. like you have, I think it was 35 chapters. Is that one of those things, though, where you've got so much material, you're like, oh, this is easy, or is it, oh, there's so much material, how do I whittle this down it's, into a into a nice sermon topic? It's a whittler. Yeah. You've got to whittle that. I mean, most like, like we said, like you could spend an entire year on the book. Like, so that was the process was whittling it down to say, Hey, what's one key theme? What's one thing for Moses' life you can pull out of. Um, and it's not easy. Like, I think sometimes it's easier to preach on five verses than 35 chapters. Right. So, well, you do a great job, man. Much appreciated. And, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast just to get a little bit more knowledge about Moses. And if you want some even more, Go watch the Ten Commandments. Go watch Prince, <laughs> Prince of, of Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. Uh, maybe even go watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air <laughs> as well. So uh, thank you, Anson. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.